morning. It's good to see you all. I'm glad that you're here today. Welcome, especially if you're a first-timer. We're so glad that you chose to be here today at the Porch Community Church. It's a, it's a great day to, to be together and to worship. And was our work time of worship not amazing? Would y'all thank our band for being as incredible as they are and faithfully leading us with just just power and, and, and the presence of, of the Holy Spirit week after week after week. Um, I want to say this real quick. I know you heard it in the announcement video, but we want you to check out our Next Steps wall. It's in the lobby after the service. That is the place where, where you know, if you're used to getting a bulletin or handout from, you know, somewhere at church or something, we found we were wasting a whole lot of paper. We want to be good stewards of, of, of the gifts and offerings that are given, and we just saw where that was not really a good good way to do that. So all that kind of information that you might want to get in a, in a bulletin or handout is at the Next Steps wall, different areas, different uh, information you might want to get. And if you haven't signed up yet for our community news, please do that. You can use the connection card or the card out in the lobby, but we want to keep you informed and for you to know what's happening, not just in our church, but in our community and ways in which we can be the presence of Jesus Christ in our community, which is what we're talking about today. We started a series last week called Community, and Justin kicked it off, and he preached out of Acts chapter 2, and, and the big focal point of that, and it's so true, is that we can make Christ-centered community a, a negotiable thing in our lives. We can go, well, I'll take it or leave it, maybe. And yet there are so many other things in our lives that are non-negotiable. Football, anybody, right? Um, our 930 service was a little thin this morning, and, and one of our ushers said, well, football season started. And I said, should we start a satellite campus in Athens, do you think? Like at Bulldog Park, we could just, like, hook something up there. Justin's like, I'm going to transfer to Athens for uh, two months, and uh, I'll be the worship leader there. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, but we were talking about community and the importance of community. And so today, Ephesians chapter 3 is where we're going to be. So if you have your Bibles, turn there. And while you do that, I want to tell you some really exciting news. We are launching our community groups, officially launching our community groups this week. Some have started, yay, from our community groups director. He's screaming and hollering in the back, yay. Good job. Joshua Harrell has done a great job in helping line this up. So we've got some incredible groups with some incredible people who are helping facilitate and lead those. And listen, we want you to find out more about community groups. So go online. You can find a link on Facebook or our website. Um, but we want you to know more about how you can engage in community. And I'm telling you, by the time we end our time this morning, I hope that you hear, not from me, but by the Holy Spirit of God, telling you how incredibly important Christ-centered community is in your life. I believe you are here today for a reason to hear this importance. I believe that you are here to do that. So Ephesians chapter 3. Now, as we talk about community, um, one of the things I want to say is that I think where maybe some churches, some Christians can, can um, I don't know, lose ground or lose sight of their purpose or lose sight of, of uh, maybe the mission of the church in and of itself is that they... They, for, they don't understand what the mission is. They've lost sight of what the purpose and the mission is. And, and, and the reason I say that is because, see, Christ-centered community, when I say that, what I don't mean is getting together and singing some songs and hearing a pep talk. No, Christ-centered community, well, I'll tell you another thing it's not. Another thing Christ-centered community is not is a potluck dinner. Now, obviously, I like potluck dinners. It's okay, you can laugh. Um... Uh, Christ-centered community is not ice cream socials. 
Now, those might be nice and quaint and everything like that, but the purpose of the church, hear this. If you're a note taker, write this down because I don't think I gave it to them on the screen. Hear this. This is the purpose of Christ-centered community, and I will interchange the word Christ-centered community and church. They mean the same thing. This is the purpose of Christ-centered community. It is to be the visible, living, powerful presence of Jesus Christ in the world. Hear that. The purpose of Christ-centered community is to be the visible, living, powerful presence of Jesus Christ in the world. That is the purpose of the church. That is the purpose of Christ-centered community. And Paul writes about this in Ephesians chapter 3, beginning in verse 8. And he's writing to the church in Ephesus, and he's, he's telling them something that if you, if you really stop and take this in, you kind of go, wow, this is amazing. You see, God chose people like me and you to be a living, powerful presence and example of Jesus Christ in the world. This is what he says, beginning in verse 8 of Ephesians 3. Paul writes, though I am the least deserving of all God's people. See, he used to persecute Christians. He would track them down. He'd get them arrested. He would get them in trouble. He hated them. He wanted nothing to do with them. Then he became one of them. And now here he is, and he's sharing the message of Christ. And he says, I'm the least deserving and he says, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. If you are a Christ follower today, I want you to hear this. Hear this, it's very important. You might have lost sight of this. Maybe no one's ever told you. But if you are a Christ follower today, I want you to understand that God has graciously given you the privilege of telling other people about the endless treasures available to them through Christ Jesus been sharing that treasure you excited are you like overflowing with with the possibility of sharing this reality with people around you and he says this in verse 9 i was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan of god it is very mysterious of all the ways that god could reveal himself to the world he chose people and then not only that, but then he chose the church, people gathered in a church. You get one or two more together, you might go, oh yeah, that, uh, that's where the Lord is present. That's what scripture tells us. There he is. Yes, and also there's a lot of infighting and opinions and people don't understand each other and there's miscommunication and there's backbiting and I don't know about you guys, but this is what happens with human beings. And yet God chose us to be the visible, powerful representation of Jesus Christ in the world. And Paul's saying this right here. This is mysterious. Verse 10. God's purpose in all this was to use the church, Christ-centered community, to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. And what Paul means by that is everybody. I mean, everybody is going to see this. He's using the church to see this. He wants them to see the power of Jesus Christ. I love the way the message says, verse 10 in Ephesians chapter 3. I love how it's written. It says this, Through followers of Jesus, through followers of Jesus like yourselves, gathered in churches, Christ-centered community, this extraordinary plan of God is becoming known and talked about even among the angels. See, the purpose of Christ-centered community, the purpose of the church, is to be a visible representation of Jesus Christ in our world. So what, right? And? 
mean, does anyone get excited about that possibility? See, I want you to think for a moment about how you view your life. I mean, really, how you view your life. Most of us, I think all of us, we, think, we look at life, we look at school, we look at the milestones in our life, and what we think about is from birth to death, right? I was this old when I did that, I was that old when I did this, I was this old, and now I'm older and I'm getting here. I celebrated my 50th birthday on Monday. Woo, five decades. I wanted to tell someone it was a quarter of a century, and they pointed out, no, it's a half a century. I said, I'm not good at math. Let me just, let me just hang on to a quarter of a century, please. We look at life, and we go from birth to death, right? Everything. We start school. We graduate school, right? We have babies. The babies grow up. Like everything is birth to death. But here's the thing, folks. As the church, as Christ-centered community, as we were called to be the living, powerful presence of Jesus Christ in the world, guess what? You have been given the opportunity, the privilege of telling people about how they can go from death to life. What? But isn't everything about birth to death? Isn't everything about this? Yeah, the physical realm, yes, but in the spiritual realm, folks, as followers of Jesus, Christ-centered community, the church, we, God has chosen us to be the visible, powerful representation of the message that you can go from death see the light on the baptismal today is the eighth week of our existence as a church and in those eight weeks by the time we end our service today we will have baptized five people who have made a profession of faith in Jesus Christ and want to publicly make that known next week we're going to have another one I have a feeling there's going to be a lot more the physical the the presence the, you see it you understand it someone has said I have gone from death to life power and we have been called as followers of Jesus to be part of this kind of community we were not called to do it alone I'm going to talk more about that next week about how how we can be so prone to to go to isolation and that we were called to community we were created for community and the enemy loves isolation we were created for one another because see in Christ-centered community folks Every day and every moment, we have the opportunity for the gospel to be made known. In Christ-centered community, this is the reality for us to live this out. Because listen, anyone ever had their life shaken at the foundation? Just me? Christ-centered community, the church, surrounds us when our lives are shaken. The gospel means good news. And the good news is this reality, death to life, transformation. You don't have to be in that place anymore. You, can, you don't have to stay in that place. You can, you can come to this place. You don't have to stay in that miry pit, that, that deep, dark place, that valley of despair. You can come to life through Jesus Christ. That is the good news. That is the purpose of Christ-centered community, to share this message. And folks, we got to believe it if we're going to share it. we got to be living it if we're going to share it. How can we talk about the power of community if we're not engaged in it ourselves? 
And I love worship. I love getting together and worship. I love our amazing band and the way, I mean, anyone else, I think I mentioned this last week, like you hear a song on the radio, you're like, oh, our band does that better. Anyone, I do that all the time. Yeah, uh-huh, see, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. The preaching's okay, but I love being able to come to church. But folks, I got to tell you something. This is a moment. This is not really what we're doing right now, this hour together, hour and 15 minutes. Are you kidding, Shannon? Um, Sometimes hour and a half. What's wrong with you? I'm hungry. This time we're spending together, folks. This is a celebration, but it's not real Christ-centered community. Because see, in Christ-centered community, we talk to one another. Right now, I'm just talking to you. In Christ-centered community, we talk to one another. In Christ-centered community, we, we walk through life together. We talk through life together. We ask questions together. We hold each other accountable. We say, hey, knucklehead, stop doing that. And then someone says to us, hey, you, knucklehead, you stop doing that. And then we go, okay, and we, and we forgive each other. And we learn what it means to do life together. Some of the most important people in my life are the people who I've sat in circles with. In community groups. In Bible studies. And we've laughed. I've laughed a lot. And we've cried. And we've asked questions. We've said, I don't know, but I believe God does. Christ-centered community is important. We were called into it. Jesus called his first disciples into Christ-centered community. And it should be, it should be the non-negotiable in our life. The power of Christ-centered community is that when I am weak, someone else is strong. And then when someone that I am in community with is weak, I do whatever I am able to do for them. And folks, I have to confess to you, it's not because I'm a nice person, because I'm really not. It's because of Jesus. I don't, I don't bake casseroles, but I'll go buy you something because of Jesus. because of Christ-centered community. It's powerful. It's powerful. And so I ask you this question, and I believe you must answer this question, because otherwise you're going to hear me talk about, and Justin last week, you're going to hear Josh, you're going to hear us all say how important community groups are. You're going to hear us say it. But unless you can answer this question I'm about to ask you, unless you actually take the time to ponder it and think about it, then then everything we say is just going to be noise in your life. And here's the question. Are you aware of your need to be in a community of people who follow Jesus? Are you aware of the need? And I don't mean just sitting here in worship. It's not what I mean. Because, see, you can be really anonymous right now. You can slip in the back door, and you can slip right out when everything is over. And it's possible in a room this size, 400-plus people, and for you to not talk to anybody. So I'm not talking about this. Are you aware, are you acutely aware of your need for Christ-centered community to be around people who follow Jesus? Because I'm telling you, folks, life happens. 
There's another phrase that I could use besides life, but we're in church. I can't believe she said that. Life happens. Life happens. Bad news comes. And doctor's reports come back, and marriages end, and the job is lost, and loved ones die, and promises are broken, and somebody walks out, and fires burn down, and storms rage, and wipe out all you've ever known. And that is when our need for community is acutely, we are acutely aware of it. But if we don't have it when those things happen, how very, very alone do we feel how very alone and powerless and helpless do we feel folks maybe none of those things that I just listed off are happening right now this is the perfect time for you to get in a community of people who follow Jesus because those things will happen they will I want you to hear from some dear friends of mine. I'm going to ask Evan and Shelly Rourke to come up. Um, you know, I love it. I was telling uh, my friend Aaron back there, I love it when God calls an audible on your message. <laughs> um, Jewel and Jess, you coming too? Hey, all right. Um, these are some really good, good friends of mine. Um, come on. Are oh, you waiting? Good job. You're a gentleman. Um, <clears throat> Jess and uh, Shelly. This is Shelly. Hey, look, there you are. Look, take a picture. This is Jess, and this is, I mean, this is Shelly, and this is Jess. And this is Jewel. Jewel just moved here not, not too long ago. This is Evan. Um, but Shelly and Jess moved here years ago to come to school with the issue. Yeah. And uh, came here, and your friend Dar, or yeah, was here, and, and kind of she kind of ended up bringing the whole Bahamian. Con- they're from the Bahamas, by the way. Um, <laughs> and uh, brought the whole contingent here, and, and you guys were here in school and everything. Started coming to our church. You met your husband, Evan, in a small group, in a community group. Um, and uh, yeah, because I used to joke about you guys getting together, and lo and behold, yeah, you did. Um, there's Jess's husband Bradley, who will be here tomorrow. He's a very handsome man, also. Um, but uh, so they were here for school, and and I'm just gonna I don't want to do all the talking, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give this mic to you. It's got a red button, so does that does that mean it's good? Um. And earlier in the week, I asked Jess and Shelley because they've been here. Uh, they came in on Thursday last week. They came in. Jess is uh, pregnant. Thirty thirty one weeks now, almost. Yeah, about to be. Oh, thirty three weeks. Okay. And uh, so they were like, hey, we need to get out of Marsh Harbor, which is where they were, which was absolutely devastated and took the, a direct hit from, from Dorian, Hurricane Dorian. Um, so they got out of there for safety, um, medical, all that. all that. So Shelly and, and Evan and Shelly's son called her and Jess came up here. Jewel was already here for school. So they were here thinking it would be a couple of days, and then the storm rage. Evan stayed back at home. Um, with uh, Jess's husband and uh, Jewel's dad and several other people. Um, now, I talked to Shelly and Jess early in the week. I said, hey, I, I, if you would be willing, would you share? And they were like, yeah. And then, th- no. And then, I don't think so. And then, no, nah, we can't do it. And we can't verbalize. It's too much. It's too much not being in communication with each other during the week. Um, 
But this morning they came in. Evan got in at about 1.30 this morning. Um, and we were talking and hugging out there. And I went out to pray as I do. And I, and I just, it just was there. Ask Evan, ask Evan, ask Evan. So I came back over and found Evan. And I said, Evan, I'm just going to ask. Are you willing to share? He said, yes, just please ask me questions. <laughs> I said, I'm good at that. So um, here's the question that I asked your wife and Jess and, and Jewel this week was, um, how has your connection to Christ-centered community been important to you um, through this past week of your life? Evan. that wasn't um, washed away. Yeah. Um, so people came to your place. You guys are up a little bit elevation-wise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So people were able to come to you. Yeah. Um. How did you, um, knowing that Shelly was here and Jess and um, knowing that they were safe and surrounded by community, what did that how was that for you? How did that make you feel? The lack of communication is what um, I think made us all suffer so much. It was, it was, you, I, mean, I had to ration my phone battery. I had to ration water. The only thing that really helped me know that they were all right is that they had people here surrounding them, the rest of the world surrounding them in prayers, and um, it made it a little bit easier to swallow. Yeah. Um, you guys were a Christ-centered community at your house. Yeah. That you became a refuge for people you knew and people you didn't. Yeah. Um, you were talking, you were telling me briefly earlier about how when the eye came over and it was finally quiet, what you guys heard and what you did. So we fared well during the first half because we were in the lee of the storm due to a hill. And then we go outside. Um, I had a neighbor come running up frantically, um, beating down my door. And uh, you go outside and you see the devastation and 
you hear the people yelling. And uh, you just go help. I mean, like, I, I did what everything that I could. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not knowing what you're going to find when you get there. Right. <clears throat> What's your house being used for right now? Um, so, uh, it's right now on the island, it's about survival. Um, and so you have to leave your house with people in it um, so you don't lose your home. I left my house manned with a gentleman. I have no idea who he is, um, but I trust that he's good. And my neighbor called and told me that they're also going to attempt to house doctors um, there to try and help aid. And my house is full of food and full of water. Um, thank God. The, the, the one medical place on the island, Jess, is a nurse, and she worked there with Dr. Hole, and uh, it's gone. So um, the need for doctors is there. Jess, we were talking the other night, she said, if I was not pregnant, I would be there right now, um, going around and able to help how you were able um, so the need for medical attention is great. So you guys are letting, letting them use your house as a place to base. And I don't know if they're going to see people there. Or it's just a place for them to rest and recoup before they go back out. But it'll be a center for, for help. Mm -hmm. um, you're, as the church, you guys have, you responded like straight away when I sent out word after I talked with Shelly about the need. And, and um, you know, a lot of you brought tarps, and we got them right away. We sent, I mean, 50, 75 tarps went out. Um, many of you, there's out in the lobby on this side, our smaller lobby, we've got generators and clothing and things that have been given that we're going to get to the airport to be able to get down there for those who are there and for them to try to start. But, but, and I don't mean this like um, uh, for the emotional part of it, but, but the reality of all of the material things that you've had. Everyone I know, there's, their life is in one bag. I, I came home with one bag. Yeah. Yeah. Our stuff, our stuff is still there. Um, and Jess's stuff is still there, but we don't know when or if we'll be able to go back. And if we do, if it'll still be there. Yeah. We don't know. When our foundations of our life shake and when the storms rage and when the news is not good Christ-centered community is so utterly important um, we were sitting in this room last week when we started getting the messages about how bad it was and we have felt completely covered in prayer and love from this community every minute since then. Mm -hmm. Y'all people that I don't even know have brought food to our house. My son is enrolled to start school on Monday. <laughs> Someone's paying their tuition, uniforms. Last spot open at the school. Someone gave us a vehicle. 
they don't have the words. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have a baby shower for Jess next Saturday. Hope that wasn't a surprise because I just blew it if we were. <laughs> Oops. Not a surprise, right, Jess? No. Oh, and mamas, we all know the nesting and all the things that happen and all that you had done for your nursery for little Maggie. But I told her, I told, you already know this, but I told you. You have Bradley, you, and little healthy Maggie. And wherever you are, God's got you. God's got you. Jules' um, dad, are they coming up? Or are they on their way? Yeah, good, and brother? Yeah, so they're coming, and they're going to be here. I know you felt completely, I mean, the, the cutoff and the lack of communication was immense. Um, not, not, not pulling the emotional heartstrings here, folks, but I could not think of a better representation of real-life people dealing with real-life things and for you to see the importance of Christ-centered community. Christ-centered community, one of the reasons Evan is so very tan with a nice tan nose right now is because Christ-centered community sent some fast boats to get them a three-hour ride from Marsh Harbor over to Nassau. Um... And, and to get you guys out, to get you out. Um, and and Christ-centered community has surrounded you all. Christ-centered community is surrounding your family in Nassau. Christ-centered community is a, your sister in Freeport, which Dorian just hung there for a day and a half and uh, with no word. And they're good. They've been, they've been brought out. Even their five puppies. I mean, so, folks, Christ-centered community comes alongside of people listen community can do anything community can do anything they can do humanitarian things but folks there is something about christ-centered community when people do and they say and they pray and they give and they show up in the name of jesus it is more powerful than any force even greater than a hurricane on this earth and i said at the beginning if by the end of this thing, if you have not heard the vital need for you to be engaged in, in a community group, then you have not been listening. It is so important. I got to spend time with these ladies first in, in community group at my house, and then we were at your house, and it was sometimes female, sometimes it was co-ed, and, and we've got to do life together. When you first moved back to the Bahamas, one of the first things she did was, I'm starting a community group for teenage girls because I want them to have this. You guys have been leading the group of girls since then. You checked in all your girls. Jewel was in that group, and now here she is. So besides checking on your family, you wanted to make sure all the girls in your group were okay? Community. Community is so, so important. <clears throat> so, um, nice talking about community. When you go out and walk through the devastation and everything, that was the one thing that you were holding on to. Like that was was getting to see everyone and, and hugging and just this, there were no words. I mean, it was a community effort and 
all the people that have been a part of my life for the past seven years, um, we all hung in there, got together, shared resources, and made it work. Sounds kind of like Acts chapter 2. Yeah. Every single house that was left standing housed 20 to 80 people. Some were, there were complete strangers staying yeah. at our house. That they, they didn't, it didn't matter. Yeah. It didn't matter. Would you all pray with me as we pray for Evan and Shelly and Jewel and Jess and the families and those that they represent? Father God, we thank you for deliverance. We thank you for the way in which you have um, protected, had your hand on them, Lord. You've put them in position to help others. Not only did you, did you keep them, but you, you allowed them to be used, and you still are. Their, their home is still a place of, of refuge. God, we know that not everyone has come out of this on the other side. Lord, we pray for those families and for those, those loved ones. God, we pray for those who don't have the means or the ability to get off the island. God, would you please bring help, real help, Lord, infrastructure help to the island, power, water, food, order, in the name of Jesus. It is needed, Lord. God, we thank you for the reality of your presence when the storm rages, when the eye passes over. Your presence, God. Lord, we thank you for community found through Jesus Christ. It is real, it is deep, it is true. In many cases, it goes deeper than, than family ties and, and those bloodlines, Lord, that the, the, the family we have through Jesus Christ is powerful. God, I thank you for the way this church has surrounded our loved ones in the Bahamas. Lord, I thank you for the way in which the church there present has been caring for those. God, your community, your community is supposed to be powerful and visible and alive, and it is, and it will continue to be. God, for rest and strength and hope and promise, Lord, I pray that the the experience that, that the Rorks and Aubreys and the Penders and that they've all had, God, will be used to glorify your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Would you all thank them for sharing with us this morning? said this at the beginning and I'll say this I believe we're talking about community and I believe we're talking about community groups right now for a reason I believe you are hearing about community groups you are hearing about community groups right now for a reason maybe you've been hesitant maybe you're like that's not for me maybe you think I don't need that maybe you don't want it maybe you don't want to get real with people you don't want them to know 
But I'm telling you, folks, life is found in, in, in the community of other people who love Jesus Christ. It's where it's at. And so I pray that you have not just been brought to tears by this a story that is a real story, real life, flesh and blood people. But it's, it's powerless if it doesn't move us to respond. The purpose of Christ-centered community is to be the visible, living, powerful presence of Jesus Christ in the world. And that's what I want for you. That's what I want for our church. It's so important we put it in our name. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you that we get to praise you on this side of the storm. We get to praise you. And God, we come to you now, and I pray that we are, each and every one of us, drawn to inspired to like we feel the need we feel the importance we understand the need for us to be in christ-centered community we have gifts we have abilities there are things we can do there are there are things that we can that we are able to do and and god in community we're going to be able to do that God, there are needs that we have and hurts that we have and, and healing that needs to take place and things that we need to let go of and things that we need to seek forgiveness for, things we need to repent of and move forward. And God, in your community, you have designed that to happen. God, it's not about the community that saves us. It's about Jesus Christ and the reason for that community. And so, God, we celebrate that this morning. We celebrate that. We, we celebrate the baptism that we're about to participate in and how two individuals have said yes to Jesus. And they want to make that declaration known. They want to make this known because Jesus is the center of their life. God, would we make Jesus the center of our life, the center of our community, the center and purpose of our church the center of everything that we do. God, as we take a moment to return our gifts and offerings to you, would you bless what is given, not for our sake, God, but so that we can be the powerful presence of Jesus Christ in Valdosta, in Lowndes County, in Georgia, in the Bahamas. We want to serve you with what we have. Bless what is given now. Receive our worship now as our response to you. Thank you for Jesus. And it's in his name we pray.